Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Talk about college football and everything else, but he's here tonight to share energy. So we want to 
kind of kick it off a little bit with our, with, you know, our friend, our, our homie, and and, and residents, uh, Justin Page. How you doing, Justin? D. Wells, I'm going. I'm doing great, my man. I'm glad to be here. Glad you you gave me that intro because basketball, however, sports. You know, I could yes. do it all. NFL, NCAA, you name it. I'm sitting here watching Duke, Michigan in the background right now. Nice little college basketball matchup I'm excited about. And, uh, you know what, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm Gatorade up, ready to go. Uh, you know, and, 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 and you know, we both from Michigan, and that, that Duke-Michigan uh, rivalry is, is serious and historic from the, the days of the Fab Five all the way through. It, it's had its. It's been lopsided at time to come back with Michigan's resurgence to the, the national scene last year. Uh, really makes this game an interesting game uh, as we get off here in uh, down in Camden uh, Indoor Arena. But uh, a lot's been going on, man. You know, and uh, and, and we'll, we'll we'll get specific into a lot of different things. Like we got basketball going, but we got a new hire at USC. And I've always said, you know, all these people in the SEC. A lot of talk I've heard historically, and they, you know they've had an impressive run. But when when uh, when USC was running, they used to beat up on SECs, SEC teams on a regular basis. Pete Carroll ate lunch <laughs> on them, and and now they're bringing back one of Pete Carroll's guys. But you know Pat Hayden had this kind of you know uh, uh, righteous kind of aura about him. We're gonna do the right things and all these different things he had going on. But it seems like how he handled this situation uh, is something to be you know uh, you know to kind of make you take a step back. That you know with all the facade, this is still college football in terms of how they handled the coaching change out there in Cali. But with uh, Sarkeesian coming in, actually being very impressive at, uh, at the other UW. Real UW is up there in Madison where, you know, I'll I, I work, but there's another UW. But he's done an incredible job. Now he's coming back to Southern California to try to restore the glory. Uh, how do you, what, what was your impression about how this whole thing uh, unfolded and, and what do you see for Sarkeesian and, what you know, what's going to happen at USC moving forward? Well, well, well first off, I got tremendous amount of respect for Hayden, AD over there at USC. I think he's doing a phenomenal job. And I'm not disappointed in how he handled the situation. We all know, we all know Ed, you know, he did a great job. He came in, he was 6-2 and two after the Lane Kiffin hire, which I thought was a debacle from the jump. I don't want anybody with, you know, the track record that Lane Kiffin had, how he left Tennessee kind of in, in a funk. Uh, so I think Hayden's only bad move was hiring Lane Kiffin in, in the first place. But to talk about, you know, what Ed did this year was phenomenal. He he got those boys ready to play. They beat uh, Stanford, which they hadn't done in four years since Pete Carroll was there. So I, I feel like he had the momentum going, but he wasn't the sexy hire. Mm. And in Southern California, you need sexy. Kobe Bryant is sexy. That's why the Lakers gave that man $25 million again and again and again. That's why USC hired, you know, an ex-USC guy who's kind of the sexy hire at the moment. Now, granted, could he have done more at Washington in Sarkeesian is what I'm talking? Yeah, he could have, but he's a USC guy thick and thin. He knows the culture. He, he can bring back the excitement 
that I feel like USC had during the Pete Carroll era. He he came up under Pete Carroll. He he understands the the legacy of the program, the the you know the uh, the Hollywood aspect of the program, and I think he's going to bring all that back to USC. USC's been lacking. Lane Kiffin tried to run that like an NFL program for the last two, three years, and it's not necessarily that. You have to – these kids have to be motivated. They have to be excited. They have to want to go out and play, and they want to do it in front of people like Snoop Dogg and Will Smith and all the L.A. superstars. And I think he's going to help bring that back. I think he's going to bring uh, uh, a level of excitement to USC that they haven't had in years. And I honestly – would argue that based on their talent, if Marquise Lee Lee happens to stay, which I I think is questionable, I think USC could contend for a national championship next year, and and you know with ease could win the Pac-12. I really like the hire. I think it was the right thing to do. I think Hayden handled it right by offering uh, at, at Oregon, uh, you know, uh, what do you give him nine hundred thousand to be a assistant coach? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. unheard of. Who does that? Mm-hmm. I think I think he left his. I think Ed let his ego get in the way. I think he bailed out on the kids, and I think he'd be hard pressed to find another job as great as a head assistant coach and offensive coordinator for a program like USC. He's going to come begging and crawling back. Come two years from now, mark my words. Well, and, and I think it's. I mean, we we got to admit that you know the job that was done. Uh, by Sarkeesian in uh, in Washington was really remarkable. When you think about what he how he found that program, you know, it was a story program. You know, people don't realize how dominant that program was for a long time, and you know, he had a building job to do and and, and got it back to respectability. Um, you know, anybody who's probably watched that program very closely, and so you can respect him. You know, coming back, uh, it, it was interesting when you talk about sexy because you know. You got to be a sexy. You got to be winning. And I, sometimes I think California deals too much with the sexy and, and, and forgets that's the grind in the winning. And I think you know, um, you know, and, and, and if you don't win, you know, and we'll talk about the Kobe uh, 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 salary later on in the show. We'll get deep into that, so we're not going to do that right now. But <laughs> but but you know, we see sexy in Dallas. We see a lot. We see a lot of sexy and no winning. And but the teams that appear to be dominating, uh, like like the Seattle game last night, who you know is, is not really sexy, is straight. We gonna bum rush the show. <laughs> that seems to be in as well. Did you get a chance to see the game last night? Um, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit more when Game Cheney joins us uh, in a little while. But. You know that that appeared to be a uh, a beatdown, and some people are calling it a biblical <laughs> a biblical level in terms of what what uh, was experienced in Seattle. I mean, they Seattle was just they get off the bus hurting you. <laughs> what, what, what was your impression uh, last night, and and who do you think? Um, and we won't get too deep into this, but what were you, just your initial impressions? Of that of that game last night, we'll get deeper into kind of the, the divisional leaders and the playoff stuff later. But what was your initial impression of what you if you saw the chain game last night? Well, well, to be honest with you, D. Wills, my initial take was each team is who we thought they were. You can yeah. say Seattle's not sexy, but Pete Carroll is sexy. 
He mm-hmm. he came into the NFL for his second stint, and he came in with a bang, and he's turned mm-hmm. that franchise around. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is sexy. He mm-hmm. he wasn't sexy coming out of your alma mater, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he's sexy now. He has been for about <laughs> for about uh, uh, one and three fourths of a season, and he's continuing mm-hmm. on that role. That defense, mm-hmm. I don't know a sexier defense. And when I, I, I use the term sexy loosely, but that defense is arguably the best defense in the NFL. I should know. They're on my fantasy squad. So, and, and I jumped to get them, by the way. So playing in Seattle, having that defense that they have, having a sexy quarterback and a sexy coach, you have all the pieces in place to be successful. Mm-hmm. While Drew Brees argues that they're the best they're the best away team in football since 2009. You know, I, I take that with a grain of salt because half the time they're beating other dome teams or they're not playing outside in the cold weather in the elements. And I think that, 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 that you know, alleviates from their greatness. So while Seattle, Seattle's great, New Orleans is good, and if New Orleans has home games in the playoffs, which is still remotely possible, Mm-hmm. They could be that sexy pick to, to, to go to the Super Bowl, which I don't think they'll fare well in in, uh, in New York City in February. However, both teams are exactly who I thought. I didn't learn anything from that game last night. I don't want to be like ESPN. I don't want to be like all the, the headline uh, sports <laughs> shows. I don't buy into the hype that I'm not going to become a creature of the moment. Mm-hmm. See, I don't you heard it for a reason, I, and they're built out. I was going to say, I wonder how long it was going to take you. This, this is if you're a long-time RSG listener, you know we're getting warmed up with my man Justin Tay said I'm not going to be a creature of the moment. That that tells us we 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 just getting lubed up right now. We just we getting excited because that means he, he's talking about. We we gonna we gonna hit this with some real time analytics and analysis. We not we not gonna get caught up with the emotions of it. But we're gonna come back with some stuff that 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 means something. It's sustainable. We're not gonna get all the emotional up and down. We're gonna stay centered around this. Exactly. Exactly. I'm 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 with you. I'm with you on that. Well, this is what we're gonna do for a minute. We're gonna take a a, a brief little uh, break here. Um, you know, I, I, I we gonna we gonna rest a little bit. We're gonna drop a little something different for you in a minute, and then uh, I'll be back with Justin Page. Uh, to hit on a few more things before we get into the high octane of the show. Uh, But we'll be back in a few minutes after these messages. You're listening to The Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, brought to you by Resistance Digital Solutions. You're listening to The Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, brought to you by Resistance Digital Solutions. The king of crowd rockers finally is back. My voice is your choice as the hottest wax. You 
You're listening to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, brought to you by Resistance Digital Solutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the building, rocking the bells. I'm here with Justin Page, and soon we'll be joined by my man, the game changer. We'll get into the high octane of the uh, of the show. Um, but, Justin, um, you know, uh, we've been having a lot of, there's been a lot of debate on, uh, you know, kind of this, this whole run around the, uh, the, the, the national championship. And, you know, we'll get into that a little bit uh, later in, 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 in time as a teaser for folks. But beyond that argument about these national championships, which has been kind of getting us the, the airwaves, you know, who have been outside of these teams that everybody's been talking about? Who have been some teams that have surprised you this year and that you think as they move forward, these are programs that are on the rise that might be in the conversation over the next couple of years. You know, so they're not in the national camp, but as we start moving to this kind of tournament setting over the next few years, you say, okay, they're not in the national championship conversation, but you, they're definitely on the uptick. What are some programs that you've been very impressed with? Wow. That, that, that's a loaded question in which I'm appreciative for because I've thought about it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, off the cusp. I've had some great dialogue with, with colleagues, friends, and the whole nine, and I'm I'm huge into college football, so I appreciate the question. Uh, taking out the top five, because obviously those guys are going to be the ones playing for the championship, the, the Florida States, Ohio States, Auburn, Alabama, and what have you, Missouri, which uh, I'll mind you, I'm going to the SEC championship at the Georgia Dome this Saturday. All right. I'll be in the building. Uh, I, I got Arvin in that game, even though you didn't ask, um, <laughs> which is debatable, I know. And, uh, yeah, I know. And, and we'll get deep into that. I got to go, <laughs> I, I be a slight homer here. I really like what Coach D is doing with that Michigan State defense. And, mm. You know, I don't feel like the Spartans have had a viable quarterback option since Jeff Smoker. Mm. Um. And I think that based on their defensive principles and their ability mm-hmm. to attract big talent in in the Big Big Ten, I think they should be solid moving forward. I, I'm 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 vastly impressed with o- Oklahoma State. What mm. they did to Baylor, what they did to Baylor, Baylor last week is, is, is ultra impressive. I, I think that uh, their their ten and two record speaks in volumes. I think they're gonna. Put a molly whopping on Oklahoma this uh, this uh, this week moving forward, and uh, you know I really like Michigan State and Oklahoma State moving forward. Now, now Oklahoma State had a little brush up in terms of the uh, 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 some of the stuff, you know, because they came on fast, you know, a, a while back, and so some some things came out about possible improprieties and stuff. Have they? Do you see any type of NCAA investigations uh, coming out of, you know, Les Miles was there and everything else? Do you think that you see that coming back to haunt them? Um, I, I wasn't sure how that would resolve. Okay. 
Absolutely. Yep. Every girl, every great program has improprieties, as you would put it. <laughs> Look at USC. We, we yeah. praise Pete Carroll, but my man Reggie Bush got his Heisman <laughs> Trophy taken. We praise yeah. Ohio State, but Irvin Meyer ran them boys into the ground selling, having his players sell autographs for tattoos. I mean, <laughs> these, these are kids we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Let's let, let's hold the NCAA accountable and stop punishing these teams and these kids who the people that are, are you know, that are responsible move on. Mm-hmm. You think about this. Everybody on USC that's paying for their scholarships right now, mm-hmm. Pete Carroll's getting more money than he's ever gotten in his life, and we're praising him for the job he's doing with Seattle. Mm-hmm. Think about that. These improprieties only affect the kids of the future, and it's unfair. And it's the hypocrisy of what is called the NCAA. So I put the indictment on them as opposed to the college, the kids, and the coaches. So, yes, it will have a an effect on Oklahoma State, but I don't think it's coming anytime soon. And when it finally comes, I think that coach is going to move on, and I think it's going to be irrelevant. They may lose a couple scholarships here and there, but at the end of the day, it won't make a massive difference. The way they're playing ball this year, I think is going to progress next year. Big 12 is, is a conference that, that glorifies the spread offense, the excitement that we all like in college football, and I think they have the ability to beat anybody. And Oklahoma State has proven that this year. And, and I would add, I, I think those are really two big teams. I, and I think the new, um, and, and not because my guy Sean Fraser is AD down over there now, but I think the new um, Boise State is Northern Illinois University. Um, I mean, they're 12-0 again. Um, you know, they're back in the hunt, possibly getting another BCS. Um, you know, you got UCF. You got some. You got a couple of these these institutions are are kind of that new Boise State type of uh, programs that I see coming on the rise to also, you know, uh, you know, mess up a couple of rankings as we move, uh, as we move forward. Uh, we're going to have the man with the master plan uh, who's going to set the table for us tonight. You know, he kind of like, he kind of like uh, Paul Pressey was uh, uh, in Milwaukee. You know, he was a point forward. He used to run it like that. You know, he could see over all the point guards he could post him when he needed to and play good defense, you know. Just, 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 it, it could lead a team to to, to sixty wins uh, all the time. So we're glad to have with us the man. He's more than a myth. He, yeah, he is more than even a legend. He's a game changer. What's up, man? What's up, folks? <clears throat> Excuse me. How y'all doing tonight? Game man, we feeling What's good. Up, baby? Hey, man, I'm chilling. Man, I'm feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling good. How are you? <laughs> Oh man, I'm fantastic. I'm 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 a little disappointed. My man D Wheels mentioned Northern Illinois, who I have tremendous respect for, but they did beat my Western Michigan Kalamazoo Broncos in the MAC championship last week. So I'm a little bitter. <laughs> but other than that, I respect his uh, intuit, his uh, his foresight on Northern Illinois. Excellent. Excellent. So it sounds like we we digging into some college football, man. Uh, I don't know if y'all had a chance to talk about this yet. Stop me if you have. But I, I definitely wanted to get D. Will's opinion on the Michigan-Ohio State game. Well, y'all, y'all would, y'all would uh, and I'm going to have to admit this, you know, because I'm trying to follow the uh, pathway of Ph.D. 
So, uh, and I don't know if I, if you have me on Twitter, I'm at uh, at R S D D Will D W I L S. I don't know how I got that stuff. D L W I L S. I think I got something like that going. But uh, check me out on uh, Twitter. But I did tweet that on the biggest sports weekend of the year, I was working on applications for PhD programs. My brother actually called me because he works at Michigan Stadium at the gate. They uh, and uh, there is a there is a uh, air of disgust in Ann Arbor uh, uh, just at what's happening uh, with the Michigan football program. If y'all don't know, I think there's six thousand Michigan fans prior to the game turned in their tickets. And if you saw, if people followed me on Twitter, I said only for twenty thousand people to show up to try to get those six thousand. So. Uh, I, I was, I was, it was the one weekend of the year where I was actually trying to work on getting my PhD, trying to follow PhD. So I didn't get right. too much into the game, but I heard I got all the phone calls, I got all the emails. Michigan with the lead, they're losing the lead, and it just, the, it, it's, it, it, it was a microcosm of their season. So much so hold on. I want. I want to. Yeah. You said something that got me. That's piqued my interest, and I want to. I want to. I want to probe on this a little bit. Um, we we talking about, you know, USC just made a hire. They hired Steve mm-hmm. Sarkeesian from Washington. That's got mm-hmm. people up and on. It wasn't a sexy hire. Um, people have debated whether or not it was a good hire. Now, when Brady Oak was brought in, it was pretty thought the university thought that that was a good hire. Now, what's mm-hmm. changed? It, uh, you, it sounds like from from on the ground level, from in the trenches, in Ann Harbor, are upset with the job that Brady Hoke has done. And I'm you know, I'm, I'm doing this from a, a a distance. Well, well, part of it, there's a couple things that are a problem. It, it, as much as it's not really Brady Hoke, everybody said that you know Madsen was a that was one of the best hires. I think people have been disappointed with Al Borges in the way that he's handled quarterback play play calling, uh, people are frustrated with the fact that they got a lot of depth at running back. They got a lot of talent. And for the first part of the season, he just focused on one or two running backs. You know, he wasn't really being very imaginative with the offense. Um, and then Brady Hoke without the headset is driving people crazy. So where are you correcting things when things are not working if you don't have a headset on? You know, who are you talking to? You know, I, it, it, it drives me crazy. Yeah, but Al Borges is the one that, and you heard when uh, Hank was on, one of the few things he said, and Hank is right there in Ann Arbor, said Al Borges, Borges is driving him crazy. And so Brady Hope gets that. In, in fact, they're not measuring up to the recruits they've got. Michigan's had top, top ten recruiting classes, top five at some point. They got another good class coming in. Um, and – they're not getting the benefit uh, out of that. So that's where he's catching a lot of the heat uh, uh, for, and they're losing games they're not supposed to be losing. So he's not making adjustments, particularly offensively. Um, and so I think that's what is, is uh, killing him. And, and, and Cass is saying, you know, every time, uh, you, know, uh, you know, something happens, you know, Cats aren't over there talking to, to some of the offensive players and the quarterback about changes in coaching them. So it's that kind of stuff you think coaches should be doing, that's not happening. So he catching heat for it. He got next year is his year to make something happen. Okay. I just wanted to, I just, I, again, that's, that's news to me. Uh, not because it's surprising, 
or mm-hmm. um, I'm shocked by it or anything of that nature. It's just that uh, but, I wasn't aware. Let, let, let me ask you a question. What do you think when, when Brady's not wearing that head? Like, what comes to your mind as somebody who understands sports? You know, it's, it's, it's mad unconventional. It's mad unconventional. Um, when people do stuff like that, I'm always putting them in the benefit of the doubt. Like, you obviously have some sort of system to communicate with folks, so explain that to me. And then I can critique whether or not I think that, that, that works for me or not as far as being a viewing fan or a fan of a program. I just, I think, you know, the game is a fast game nowadays. I don't know how or what you got in your head. Communication is so important, man. Communication is so important. And as fast as the game moves, I have all the ins and outs of what his communication system is. But without a head, I I think you're at a disadvantage. I'll just put it like that. I think you're at a disadvantage. The other cat got a headset. <laughs> let me let me chime in. We didn't have a problem with Brady Hope and his headsets last year when Michigan overachieved with a poor quarterback in Denar Robinson who who could barely throw a pass in my son's Pee Wee League. Why we got a problem now? It's kinda like the Hard <laughs> Three thing. Winning masks everything. When he was winning last year nobody cared about his headset. Pete Ke- I'm gonna uh, tell you right now, uh, on the ground and I really did. Uh, uh, Hold on, hear me out. Chip Kelly's in the NFL right now holding – got three assistant coaches holding up different colored flashcards, <laughs> glorified flashcards. Nobody else is doing that, and, and it's somewhat transcending. So don't knock a guy for not wearing a headset. You're, I, I feel like you're more so indicting this guy because he's not winning football games, and University of Michigan is used to winning football games. But but, people, but I would say that people were critical of that last year. People were critical of Al Borges last year when they were winning because people could see. You know, uh, when Devin Gardner goes to the bench, there's nobody over there talking to him. There's a college kid who's got talent who you got to coach. And, and, and pe- I, was, I was raising that issue last year. I would at least, if you go back and check the tape, I, I said I just don't trust the fact that he don't have a headset on. You know, and part of it is because even last year they had some struggles in key games where you need to be talking to people and making adjustments. If the head coach isn't the one who definitely called the play, but he, he, he needs to be at Al Borges' ear saying, look, you've thrown to the flat four times. We need to do something different. Well, I got to take over. You've you got to be pushing it in some ways. And so people I've talked to were critical last year as well because they saw it as fools go. So – and, and, and so that, that's not the – I was – you know, I, and I have a lot of faith in Brady Hope. I'm saying that. I think that he's done a good job recruiting. I think where the defense is going to go over time, it's going to be good. I think he's going to continue to get talent. Um, but he's got to find a way to leverage that talent he, got, he, he had in there. I think on the Lloyd card, I, you know, Lloyd got on my nerves sometimes. But what Lloyd would do to do is when you got young talent like that, you're getting those kids on the field and you put pressure on people. And I just don't see that kind of stuff. I don't think they're getting the most out of they get that, that talent that they have. That's, that's his big issue, you know. And, and he's got to turn around because you can't go from that season you had last year to what you got this year. And they didn't have that big a drop-off in talent. They didn't lose that many kids to be losing as many Understood. games they lost this year. So that's my thing. But having said that, they're irrelevant. 
<laughs> as much as I love, <laughs> you know, I'm going to take a line from Basketball Wives. They're irrelevant right now. They're not in the conversation. <laughs> a non-factor is what she said. Yeah, non-factor <laughs> right now. <laughs> Pardon me, viewers, for knowing that, but a non-MFN factor. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be Mike Greenberg. Mary, Mary. I'm not going to be Mike Greenberg and bring the Jets in who shouldn't even be a part of a conversation on every right. show. You know, right. you know, it's like why are we fired about that? at Mike and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Mike. But, but you what know, I do want to do, fellas, I want to explore the flip side of this, uh, this game with Ohio State and the fight and the situation with uh, Hall flipping off the crowd. I watched that happen live, and I just I, I was at, I was at a, I was at uh, my local Toyota to get my oil changed, and I was in the lobby, you know, on my phone on Twitter, just following different. I hear them just come off, and they're they going for about two, three minutes. You know, that's a long fight. You know, usually a fight is about five, six seconds in one of these in, in an athletic environment. You know, it's a scuffle, ref get in, teammates get in, and it's done. This went on for a good minute to two minutes of cats running around trying to swing on each other. And they were throwing punches. I mean, trying to hit each other. It's it dumb, but they were trying to hit each other in the face. Where he slams his helmet down, he kicks over a bench. He's on his way out. He flips the bird, double, double two-handed. You know, he gives him a double dose of the bird. Uh, do you think Ohio State is going to suspend anybody? Any suspicions coming down? Should they suspend? And do you think any are coming down? Justin, I want you to go first. What's your take? Absolutely not. If they suspend a man, it'd be a travesty. Now, I, I, I don't uh, condone his actions. Nor, nor do I condone the violence that occurred. However, it, it was an emotional play. It was in the heat of the moment. He got excused from the biggest rivalry game of the season. Ohio State don't play anybody but Toledo, Buffalo, and and, 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 and Appalachian State anyway. So when they finally play a contender, which could be considered a rivalry, things get a little bit heated players get a little more agitated. And when you have the, the, the history that the two programs have, I'm completely okay with his emotion in the heat of the moment. While I don't condone it, I understand it. And, and you know, you, you shouldn't go off flicking off the fans, but he's a young kid. He'll he'll rebound from it, make him run a couple extra wind sprints, make him do, you know, make the whole team do sit-ups because of his behalf, and move on. It's over. Okay, D. Wood, what's your take? Yeah, hey, it's the Civil War, that team down south. I got a lot of good friends on that campus, colleagues. I just got an email from one of my colleagues I'm working on a project with. It. So, you know, I, uh, you know, it's that team down south, the team up north, that's what happens. This weekend should be excused for all those kind of things. If it happens in Auburn, Alabama, if it happens in Clemson, South Carolina, there are certain games where you just excuse behavior. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of them. So I ain't gonna, I'm not going to suspend the kid because it just, you know, for certain games, there should just be, you know, we just understand. Because that's, 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 that's kind of simple to what Bo and, Bo and Woody would have done to each other. So, you know, hey, it is what it is. If they don't suspend them, I understand. Uh, you know, okay, they, okay. I just thought of that because I cracked up, man. I thought it was hilarious. It actually drew me more into the game. I started watching the game more after that. 
and really kind of wanted to see how the outcome went. Now, what 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 was your opinion on the uh, on the two point call going for the win? D. Will, what, was, what were your thoughts on that? Hey, you got to do it. That's the kind of game it is. See, understanding that history of that the, the tie that created even added fuel to the fire that Ohio State, you know, um, you know, went uh, to the Rose Bowl and they didn't deserve to go back then. It's a it's a great it's a great documentary that you need to watch on Big Ten Channel about that game that ended in a tie. Um, and, but just the whole idea of going for it goes back to the days of Woody and Bo. And and I think that that's part of the 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 mystique of it, and I think it's the only way to go down. Go for it. We'll put all the chips in. Okay. Let's go get it and run out the building. Okay. Your your thought your thoughts, Justin. You had a thought on that. I, I love the play. I love the play. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't love the play. I love the idea of the play. Uh, uh, I feel like we when you as a coach and as a player, you know when you're outmatched. You know when you're playing against a superior team who hasn't lost in two seasons. You have to seize the moment. You have the ability to put your foot on their throat, and you must do it. I love the concept. I hate the play call. He okay. went with He went with one option, and that was the play that he called. Why not run a triple option to give the opportunity for the quarterback to pitch the ball or pass the ball or run the ball? He had no creativity. It's a play that they had seen ten times in the course of that game. So for I, I love the idea, and I hate the execution. Okay, but I feel like Al, they, they had to go for the win. Hence Al Borg. Both of those are legit. Both of those are legit. Those, both of those are legit critiques. I I I I agree with both of those. I uh, I'm down for the call. I'm down for the call that he made. Not happy with the play call. Um, and then also just not happy with Devin Gardner's choice. I mean, Devin Gardner, if you to the play call, he still had some he still had some choices to make as well. And to stare down a guy that they already got double covered, and then to actually throw the ball to that guy, uh, it was just it, the execution of the whole setup was. Absolutely. After they made the choice to to go for it, everything went different. <laughs> everything after that was bad, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm I'm in I'm in with both y'all on that. Those are both legit critiques. Um, you know, in college football, since we talking college football, the uh, Iron Bowl, man, some fireworks in the Iron Bowl. Bama and Auburn, Bama basically loses their opportunity to go for the three-peat uh, on uh, a field goal kick return for a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, this sounds like something that happened in Forrest Gump. It really does. <laughs> like, this is how Forrest Gump beat Auburn or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, this is just a crazy scenario. One second left on the clock. Bama fights to get that second back on the clock. They get it back on the clock. And you talk about, you know, cutting off your nose to spite your face. It 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 it, it, it totally backfires. Again, but in another situation where they were going for the win, um, they were trying to win the game. They were going to go for it, 57 yards out, go ahead and give it a shot. And, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and anybody saying that they, that they shouldn't have done that is an idiot. Because 
no way on no way Nostradamus wasn't predicting that Auburn was gonna run that back. I <laughs> he was surprised. <laughs> they you they know saw him back there. Yeah, but they, you I mean that's hundred and nine yards. That's hundred and nine yards. I'm Alabama, I'm number one in the country. Within hundred and nine yards, I got a guy on my team that's gonna tackle this dude. I got one. I got one guy on the field that's gonna tackle that dude. He got a not on your not on your not Somebody on your get him. not on your protection squad. That was a a, a, a even, field goal even, protection squad to make sure because the kick was so long, the kick did not get blocked. So they had more then, protectors out there than guys worrying about somebody running a field goal back. How many times even have we then, seen? Even then, Justin, he still had 57 yards. He still had 67, 70 yards to go before he got to them. They wasn't chasing him the whole way. They was basically waiting on him. They're 300 pounders. They're 300 pounders out there. They can't keep up. They didn't have to keep up. He ran to them. (laughs) And he had to run 70 yards to get to them. He was tired. That's what I'm saying. In that situation, if I'm the coach, I'm like, yeah, what are these guys? If, If this goes wrong, Somebody's gonna get him before he gets the end on. He has to get seven. He has to go seventy yards before he even gets to us. <laughs> so you, so you somebody's got somebody's gonna get this guy now. Cut over that. Somebody's scholarship yeah. should get cut over that. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> we need to have some conversations. We number one in the country. I got five star class after five star class, and none of y'all tackle this dude. You had seventy yards to get a beat on him. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You had 70 yards before he got to you. I don't care if you are 300 pounds. You only had to run about 17 feet to get to get in his way. He wasn't coming. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I made you. It wasn't like they was on punt coverage where they kicked it and then they ran down and then he ran past them. He ran to them. So that's my that, that's that's just my perspective on the situation. You know, that's my perspective on the situation. That was a crazy way to lose a game, though. I mean, you basically lost the national national title shot. So now we're looking at Ohio State That's and not Auburn. True. You think you think Bama still has a shot? I absolutely think Bama still has a shot. So what, what, I, what scenario? Break down the scenario for me. Well, I will tell you this. I, I predicted this three weeks ago. Last I was on the show. Michigan State is going to beat Ohio State on Saturday. What we used to call the bold pred- what do we call the bold prediction? That's my onion. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's my onion right there. Michigan State, that defense is going to swallow Ohio State. Therefore, they're out of the running. So, do you take Auburn, who could potentially lose to Missouri, which I, I potentially see happening? I think the voters would go with Alabama over Missouri to play in the national championship game against Florida State. Now, granted. If Florida State loses to Duke, which I don't see a, a 29-point underdog beating, you know, the number one team in the country, but it's college football. We've seen stranger things happen, like 109-yard field goal kick. You ain't lying. So you ain't lying. One, if Duke beats Florida State and Michigan State beats Ohio State, we're going to have a rematch of the Iron Bowl. And then the other scenario is – when Michigan State, notice I didn't say if, I said when, when Michigan State beats Ohio State, I think you you could potentially be looking at an Alabama-Florida State matchup if Missouri beats Auburn, which is very, very, very possible. Yeah, I, all, all those scenarios are plausible. 
um, mostly because you're dealing with 18, 19, uh, 21, and 22-year-olds. Anything can and will happen in college football. Um, so, yeah, I, all those scenarios are plausible. You know, I just, had, I just hadn't given a whole lot of thought to Alabama getting back in it. So I just wanted you to break down your thought process on that. Um, D. Wills, what are your thoughts? you think Ohio State's going to hold it down? Who you got in the championship? You know, I, you know, I, I think Justin's got a great point. I, I've been saying all season that, I mean, Michigan State's defense, they remind me of that, you know, the, the team, that, uh, Michigan team that got ousted uh, after they lost at Ohio State, after Bo Schittberger lost and Urban Meyer made this little fake plea uh, for it. And chickens, chickens may come home to roost because they're going to use his own words against him. Um, around when well, it should have been a rematch between Michigan and Ohio State, just like it was Auburn. I mean, uh, Alabama had the rematch a few years ago. Uh, but uh, I think Michigan State. But I just think if, I, I would like to see Ohio State win. I think Justin's making a really good point about Michigan State. I, I just, you know, I, I did. I thought their weakness was their quarterback early on, but he's matured offensively. They're doing some really good things, um, and that's what hurt them early on. But their defense has always been a championship-level defense. Them cats, they, they play for real. Um, but I think Urban Meyer's seen that before. So he's seen, because they look a lot like an FCC defense. So he's seen that speed. He's seen how they're going to come out. Um, and I, and I, would, I, I would like to see uh, the Big Ten represented in the championship against an SEC team and let it be on the field. And the irony of having someone like Urban Meyer from who's, who um, – was in the SEC now face a former SEC team um, to really push it because I think then you'll start to see some things switch a little bit in terms of competitiveness and I, I just love I would love to see it but I do think uh, Justin's got a good point I mean I, Michigan State boy even Michigan State has always been the kind of team that no, even when they were six and five you're gonna hurt when you play against them and so um, it's gonna be a good game they got some great teams of players. Uh, but I, I think that I think that Byer will find a way to win. I think for I think it's for him so important because of this national conversation for his team to find a way to win. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to be a field goal at the end, and it's going to raise a lot of debate. But uh, Ohio State will squeak into the national championship. Okay. okay. Well, well, you know, Meyer, Go ahead. Okay. You know, well, you know, Urban Meyer uses a headset, so I mean, he's already. He's already kind of, you know, got his got his act together. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was the advantage he had last week. Uh, Brady, you can learn from that. Put that headset on. <laughs> Communication. Oh, man, you're listening to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RSG, Renegade Radio, special guest host, Justin Page is on with us tonight. Uh, check us out, Real Sports Guys podcast. Make sure you get downloaded from the realsportsguys.com. Since we have Justin in the house, before we get into our NFL conversation, I want to take a little bit of time and just we got to talk to NBA. Uh, the NBA season is going. Justin is our NBA expert. He follows the league like no other. He's in tune with everything going on. He probably got as many sources as Chris Broussard claimed he got. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, think, I think Chris is making stuff up
know, <laughs> you know, sometimes that's just me, though. You know, sometimes I feel like, you know, and Bruce Star, I like Bruce Star. I like what he's trying to bring to the table, which I bring to the game. Sometimes I feel like he just be throwing stuff off the wall and making stuff up and saying he heard it. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> I got a source that said, you know, um, like Mike was coming back again at fifty. Come on, Chris, you ain't heard that from nobody, man. <laughs> Actually, you know who I got did that, right? You, you know that was my my, my man Jalen Rose. He did that on Grantland podcast. <laughs> I, I I can go back to the date if I go back through my text messages, but it was it was uh, Jalen Rose who suggested that MJ was coming back at fifty because he he suggested that in his Hall of Fame speech. You know, but that, that's just a little tidbit of information that I got for the people. He, but uh, Jalen going too far, man. That's like. That's like when people go back and they listen to, like, uh, Machiavelli, Don Caluminati, the seven-day theory from Tupac, and, and they they, talk, they, hear, they hear messages talking about, oh, oh, hit him up. Tupac said that he was going to Cuba, and he he was faking his death because if you really listen to it and you play it backwards at, at a 60 BPM speed, you can hear Tupac <laughs> telling you exactly what his plan is to fake his death. Come on, man, that didn't happen, dog. You read too much into it. <laughs> True, true. He did say Suge shot me, though. <laughs> he did say that. He did say Suge shot me, but that ain't really hit us today. He said that before or after he shot him. I mean, what? Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm going to keep us on track tonight because I don't want to get in trouble by PhD. Um, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep us on track because I I, I want to cover these NBA topics and I know we only have 40 minutes to go, but I'm really excited about the topics and I want to make sure that again I get invited back to the show. <laughs> you always welcome back, bro. Regardless of what PhD said, all right. You're, yeah, you're, the, you're the family now with Shug. Now you 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 pass over to the other piece. <laughs> you got so Jason the Brooklyn Nets. You know, I'm looking at the Eastern Conference standings as we speak, and it's ugly in the East. I mean, you got Miami and Indiana, and then a, a pile of doo-doo after that. You got two teams over 500. Washington is sitting at 500, and they the three seed. Are you kidding me? Are you right now? Right now, Charlotte is in the playoffs. The Bobcats are in the playoffs. The Pistons are in the playoffs. The Celtics, who are supposed to be tanking, are in the playoffs, and they're in first place. <laughs> With a four hundred winning percentage, the East is ridiculous. All right, it's just it's a tire fire. It's it's messed up. It's a bad situation altogether. Whatever, however you want to put it, it's rough. I mean, it, it's ugly in the East. And part of the reason it's so ugly is because you have teams that people anticipated being in the mix, uh, not being in the mix, and not being what people thought they were going to be. You know, you have the Chicago Bulls situation with. You know, we got we might have to pull out a little liquor for Derrick Rose. Um, oh, it's, 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 it's a hard knock life. He, you know, he, he's the new Anthony. He's Penny. He's done. Hey, you know what? I, I was just going to say I had that same conversation with PhD over text right when they announced the injury. I was like, you know, as a kid, I remember Penny, but I really didn't understand what, what had happened to Penny. I just knew Penny was cold. Penny got hurt, and he wasn't cold no more. Yeah. With this situation, I'm watching it happen before my eyes, man, and it kind of hurts. You know what I'm saying? Like, to see a guy who has that much ability keep getting hurt, it's tough to watch. I mean, yeah. it really is because you're just like, yo, man, it, this kind of sucks. 
you, know, you feel bad for the kid. You know what I mean? So that's I, I feel I, I I we see an eye to eye on that one, Justin. Uh, I, I I texted the exact same thing to PAC right as they announced that he was going to be out for the remainder of the season. I was like, man, this is Penny Hardaway all over again. You know, only the difference is I was a kid then, and I just really didn't understand. I had a perspective on what was happening. But, you know, hopefully he can come back and kind of make something out of this. But either way, Chicago is without him. And with him, they wasn't, they wasn't world beaters with him. You know, the, the hope was eventually they turn it around. So they're at 7-9. and nine. They're below 500. Then you have Brooklyn, who was supposed to be in the mix. And, you know, they're struggling to get it together. You know, they're old, really old, and it's showing. And then you got New York that was supposed to be in the mix, and they just need to trade Carmelo. We're going to get to that in a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. We'll get there. We'll get there. First, I need to talk about Brooklyn, all right? Jason Kidd, now, you and I both pointed to him as a wild card in the situation. We both recognized when we did our NBA preview show, we both recognized that they had talent. They had a lot of talent. We both thought that they could challenge Miami if they were healthy going into the playoffs. As of right now, we we may need to revisit that whole perspective and just say, look, they need to get into the playoffs, get get it together, get into the playoffs, and then they might need to get a new coach. It's just not working out. And he was a wild card. What's your assessment, Justin, of the Brooklyn situation right now as we speak today? I would argue that both you and I need our titles restricted from us from any any further NBA talk based on Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> we we wasn't alone. Brooklyn. We, we had wasn't Brooklyn. alone. Everybody was though. Everybody was. It's not. A, it's not. You you find me the analyst, the quote unquote analyst. I'm throwing up air quotes right now. You can't see it because it's radio, but they're there. The quote unquote analyst that that saw this coming. You give it to me, and I give him this. My problem. point is this. My point is this. We're not ESPN. We're not CBS Sports. We're not every other analyst. We get it right, and we have a different perspective. We went mainstream, and we were high on Brooklyn, and we got sold the Kool-Aid. We drank the Kool-Aid, and we shouldn't have. I'm going to tell you Brooklyn's problems. It's not just Jason Kidd. It's Darren Williams, number one, who I've got my top five point guards. This, this, you know, this, this. Uh, I called it. Century or decade of of, of point guards. I, I put him up there, and he's on his way out. Okay, Darren Williams is a joke. He's out of shape. He, he's unprofessional. He doesn't come to work, and I feel like his relationship with Jay Kidd is clouding both his ability to perform and Jay Kidd's ability to coach him effectively. One, two, Paul Pierce's hand injury. He's going to be out two to four weeks. That's crippling. Three, Kevin Garnett's age. Four, Jason Kidd is way over his head. They should have let Lawrence Frank be the head coach and let Jay Kidd be an assistant coach. I mean, this guy is spilling drinks on the court, getting fined fifty grand. Just to to get an edge in a ball game, then he has no chance of winning anyway. Like, if I got to steal something from ESPN and Chris Carter, come on, man. That's my thoughts on the Brooklyn Nets. I dropped the mic like sexual chocolate. What? <laughs> KD. <laughs> oh, man, we can't have that on two. We can't have a sexual chocolate. Stop. We slipping. <laughs> Wait, what? 
tripping. Oh, he said I dropped a mic like sexual chocolate. Woo, I'm off. He spilled a drink on the court on purpose to get an extra timeout. Come on, man. I thought it was creative. That's the most creative movie. thing. He's, that, that's, that's you know what it is? That's a, that's, that's a the most movie done. That's a uh, Mike Tomlinson with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He knows his job on the line. He he's vulnerable. He, he's he's desperate. He went for something that he shouldn't have done. So you see, so, so now you going, now you going. Uh oh, now you now you might have started something. Yeah, now you now you now you yeah, now you know, no 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 no. That was that was that what he what he did was a rivalry move. That's what you do in a rivalry game. It had nothing to do with it. Thomas secured his job. He's one of the best coaches in the league. He's good to go. We can't put Jay Kidd and Tomlin in the same sentence. You know that wow. that's like Are that's you like me? that's that's like, no. You can't put Jay. What are you talking about? A guy that's been to two Super Bowls, well respected, been doing everything. You gonna put him in the same thing with the Jay? That's like their antics are similar. <laughs> not, their their, antics, their antics when they're desperate are similar. He wasn't really desperate. That's a move that all coaches do in football. Don't too many people spill drinks on the floor. <laughs> 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 Nobody spills on the field and blocks a guy who yeah, turns in a kick. Oh, like, come they, on, they, man. They, 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 had, they, had, uh, they already talked about the, the multiple incidents even before there's some coaches being in the, in the way. That's not uncommon. People are always out on the field. Some of it's on purpose. Some of it's just not paying attention to what's happening around them. But this, that's not new. I mean, how many coaches have you seen spill water to get extra time out? You, you could, you Both of those guys should be above that. They Jason Kidd's not head. getting the benefit of a doubt because his team stinks. I thought he it was creative. It was creative. He had to figure out how to get stoppers to the clock. That's probably something he thought about as a player. Uh, so you like the move. You like the move. Well, I think I think I think where y'all are right. It, 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 it's not a bad move that Jason Kidd is coaching. It's probably a bad move that Jason Kidd is coaching the Nets where they are. Yes, yeah. You know, this is yes. a team that is yes. ready to win, and I think Jason Kidd could be a great coach, but he's not the right coach for this team at this moment. I actually thought, you know, I love Lawrence Frank. I think, you know, I think he's been getting a raw deal, but he would have been a great person to bring back to the Nets with Jason learning from him, or even get an older veteran coach who got something who Jason could learn from, you know, in that Hubie Brown type style. I, I, I agree with that as a method. I just don't think he's the right team for this, right person for this team. He would have been a great coach for a younger squad that is still in their early stages that he could be a part of building their roster uh, in a way that, that he could do. But I think he's just too close in age. And there's another, beyond him, father time, is undefeated. And so, you know, KG is is falling off. KG's playing every other night. Uh, Paul right. Pierce has some right. problems. They've had injuries. I mean, you know, it's a whole bunch of things. And when you're a young coach like Jason Kidd, you need your cats, you need your veterans sometimes to bail you out while you're trying to get a, a feel for the game. And he hasn't had enough of those veterans who could coach on the floor there. And you know basketball. Guys can be great, but if you view by anybody, these young guys on the, on the program, of not being able to contribute, I don't care who you are. You lose authority in the locker room. Aren't Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan comparable in age? Or no? And you're yeah, played, but, those, but, those, but, those, but those, teams, those teams are much different. San Antonio has a much different team culture. And you hit it right on the head. I, I've been saying this thing about Darren – for a long time, and people been thinking I was crazy. But, you know, in, 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 in 
I don't know what's going on with him, but he's 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 crushed a couple coaches, you know, and you know his reputation is taking a hit. He was a top five point guard. He's nowhere near that right now. Yeah, uh, oh, and bottom tier. and he, he, he's nowhere near that right now. So is that Jason Kidd's problem? You know, he couldn't. He hasn't been able to play under a couple other coaches who already had a reputation. And so, at the end of the day, you also need players. You can't afford to have your best player. You know, uh, 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 Game Changer and I have a really common person who was a great friend of mine and his coach and mentor, Cecil Youngblood. Used to always say, "Your best player's got to be your hardest worker." Period. Yep. And 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 on that, and you can tell when you have a problem. When your best player is not your hardest worker, then you got a problem, and that's the problem the Nets have. And and KG and them are not their best player. Darren Williams is their best player, but he's not their hardest worker. Right. So yeah, yeah like the echoed everything I just said. I think so. I think you guys are on the same page. I think <laughs> oh, you guys are eye to eye on that one. Yeah, we are. We are I think we may have a point of contention. Where I think we may have a point of contention is. The Carmelo conversation we about to have. Oh, now, oh, Carmelo that's, that's, Anthony. That's, there's no contention on is, that. This is my remedy Numbers for the situation in New York. It's broke. They don't tell the whole truth either. It's broke. Now, see, D. Wills, D. Darren Williams for D. Wills is my Carmelo Anthony. I've been off the Carmelo bandwagon since, like, 08. <laughs> and me and D. Wills had it. We, you know, we was at work. We had it out in his office. You know, we argued about Carmelo Anthony. People think I'm going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> You're now arguing with the boss. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I think at this point the Knicks' only only move to make is to trade Carmelo Anthony. Not because Carmelo is a bad player, but because this situation ain't going nowhere. It's going nowhere fast. They're strapped money wise. He's gonna leave. Get something for him while you can. You've traded all your draft picks. You have no assets other than Iman Shumpert, which you're not going to get anything of significance back for unless you find an idiot, um, which, you know, suckers born every, every, every day. Um, but I, I, I think their only, their only move right now, they, gotta have a, they have a 188 win percentage, 188. They're 3-13. You've got them. They've lost nine straight. You've got to trade Carmelo. You've got to move them and try and get something for your franchise. Because wisdom is just not going anywhere. And you don't have the flexibility to actually add pieces. There's nothing they can add right now. There's, there's nobody that can move that anybody's going to give them anything for. It's done. It's a wrap. Blow it up. Go forward. Figure something else. Come up with a new plan. You've got to move on. See what you can get and move on. Uh, was that a question posed to somebody? Who Who should chime in first? <laughs> Let me just say what I want to say, because then I'll let you all kind of go at it. i got to figure out whether or not i got to hit the mute button. I, I'm going to go even higher than that. The issue is not just Carmelo. The Knicks have had a problem for a long time, and it goes back to this. You know, great organizations are run by silent owners. I mean, the only exception to that is Steinbrenner in my mind. And James Dolan is as much an issue here as anyone, the way they run their organization and in the meddling of it, you know, to the fact that, you know, he's, he's, he's forced out quality people when he's had them there. So that is an issue for them in addition 
to what I say about Carmelo. And part of the thing about Carmelo is I always say that, again, Carmelo, and, I, you know, and I love Carmelo. That's what Game Changers should say. You know, I think that I think he has – I think getting with the right player, he can make some things happen. His problem is he can't operate unless he controls the rock. In a league where the game is played from side to side, ball movement, your stars have also have to not only – score, but they got to create offense for other people. And he doesn't create offense for other people. He's got good players, but if you stuck LeBron with his team, his team would be performing much better than this because he has players who can, who can contribute, but they can't score for themselves for the most part. So Carmelo, has, he, does, he has the ability to create offense for other players, and he just doesn't. It's not because he doesn't have a skill set. It's just mentally he, he has not wired his head that way for some reason, when he, other than when he's playing with the Dream Team, to be okay, able to so it's going to work though. But is it going to work in New York? Yes or no? No. Uh, you got to you got to blow them up. But then you got to New York. New York. I'm telling you guys right now, it's taking every bit of me to bite my tongue because I know PhD is listening and or will be listening, and I want to be appropriate to the format of the show. But I can't wait till y'all allow me the ability to chime in. Go <laughs> now. I will argue. You're telling me that the man who led the league in scoring last year, the man who's in the top five in scoring this year at 26.3 points a game, the man who's got his career high in rebounding at 9.9 rebounds a game, which is essentially 10 rebounds. The man's averaging a double double. His starting center is hurt. His starting point guard is hurt. And you guys are telling me they need to ship him somewhere? Where are you going to get anybody else that's going to give you 27 and 10 in production? Not going to happen. You you want to get four role players for him and have a team full of mediocrity? Mello, Mello is putting seats in Madison Square Garden, which is most important to James Dolan. Therefore, you can't ship him out because – you're going to continue to stink as a franchise, and you're not going to sell out. At least they're still selling out. you got to think, this is the same squad that won 54 games last year and was the number two seed. Like, for you guys to just put an indictment on But the stat that you're missing is he, he averages 2.5 assists. I didn't that's even mention that. Missing. I didn't talk about his assists because he's not a guard. He's not a guard. Guards get assists. Forwards no, don't unless no, you're LeBron James, no. who's an anomaly. Barkley no. and all these great players got the double team, create openings for shooters to score. He, he last year, when they won 54 he, games, last year when the Knicks won 54 games and they were a number two seed, Melo was getting assists to J.R. Smith. But, but, who, but, but, who, but, who, but, 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 I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you. That happens on a Tuesday night. On a Tuesday night in in Cleveland. Not in the playoffs. Justin, this is the go. This is the this is the uh $9.99 question as PAD frames it up. Um is this working? Yes or no? It's not working. Currently, okay, but it's not however, working. however, no. Let what's me changing? What's changing? Me, what's changing? Let, what's changing from last year to this year? Let me tell you, lots of change. <laughs> First and foremost, 
their defensive anchor in Tyson Chandler. He broke his leg. If you, if you haven't recall, the Knicks ain't won a game since Tyson Chandler broke his leg. Did you think the Knicks were a championship team last year? They were a number two seed, and they won 54 games. Did you think they could win a championship? They were a number two seed, and they won 54 games. So you don't think they could win a championship? No. No, I don't think anybody can win a championship other than the Miami Heat. So that's not saying much. That's an indictment on the rest of the league more so than it is against the New York Knicks and Carmelo Anthony. Now, a team that wins 54 games in the regular season – and had multiple eight-game winning streaks, and has... Sounds like the Atlanta you know, Hawks. I'm sorry? Sounds like the Atlanta Hawks in the last 10 years. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Hawks ain't never won 54 games, and they ain't well, never well, had well, a player well, like well, Carmelo well, Anthony. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But, they, but they've, been, they've been a top four seed, top four to three seed now like I feel the like last decade. The and, I, and I don't think it's fair. Now I feel like you're taking the fight. Decade. I don't think it's where why we gotta bring got my horse into it. We're not talking about where's that horse. got them? What is it? What do they have to show for it, bro? You're, you're, you're not understanding the perspective that I'm coming at it from. Like, but, so Japan, uh, what I'm saying is, hold on, hold on, is that if you're a championship, if you're trying to win championships, and you're trying to as an organization, if your goal is to win championships, and you're, that's what you're trying to do, then yes, Carmelo's a great player, dog. I'm not denying that at all. I'm not if saying I'm not able not to my what I'm saying I is, can't, I can't right have now, a, a with Carmelo, is not working. It's not working with if Carmelo. I'm, if right I'm now. not able to complete my thoughts, I'm not able to have a real conversation. Go ahead. I, I was trying, so I'll try again. The Hawks have never had a Carmelo Anthony-esque player, i.e., a top three, top five small forward in the game. D. Wills will tell you. Three weeks ago when I was on the show last, I digressed and Melo became the fourth best small forward in the league, and I upgraded Paul George. D. Wills, can I get an amen? Amen. So I already downgraded Melo to, to show you guys that I'm realistic. However, if a guy is averaging 27 and 10, blame him. For his team's woes, when I'm not blaming him. I'm not blaming starting, I feel you. I agree you, with that. I'm not, not blaming him. You don't even let me finish. When his starting point guard and his starting center is out of the lineup and have been for four weeks, if you take Mario Chalmers and Chris Bosh away from the Miami Heat, you think LeBron and D-Wade gonna do it all? Nah. Yeah. I don't. LeBron's done it with less. Don't. Although I think LeBron Mo Williams, Andy Verjao. Mo Williams and Andy Verjao, 64 games. They won. Andy Verjao cost me a fantasy championship last year because he got hurt, so I don't want to talk about him. But (laughs) (laughs) either way, if you look at Melo's production this year, it's up in all accounts. And I don't think you can blame him for the woes that are the New York Knicks. I think Mike Woodson's on his way out. I think Jeff Blake. Jeff Van Gundy's on his way in. I think that'll cause an instant change of attitude, but I don't know that it'll result in success immediately. I think when Tyson Chandler comes back, I think when Raymond Felton comes back, I think they'll be a better ball club. I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they'll be competing with Milwaukee for the worst record in the NBA like they currently are, and that's all I'm saying. I feel you, and I'm not saying it's Carmelo's fault. I'm saying it's 
and I'm looking at this situation. I know where this is going. I know it's not leading to a title. And I'm not saying it's Carmelo's fault. I get the injuries. The injuries play a part in it. It's not Carmelo's fault that Amari's knees are made out of paper mache. You know what I'm saying? That's not his fault. But Amari crippled them, not Melo. Amari oh, crippled right. them, not Melo. You're right. Right. So in order to come come out from under this situation, you got to move something. And the only chip you got that's worth anything to anybody else is Carmelo. That's That's my point. I'm not saying that it's Carmelo's fault. I'm saying that if they want to get out from under this situation, they got to move Melo. Now, is that is that for who? For who? For, for some sort of flexibility. Like Melo for you're not gonna get you're not gonna get a, a dollar for a dollar in this situation. We know that it never works out like that. They didn't. So you don't want Melo. When they got Melo, they didn't give up a dollar for a dollar. But Denver's in a better situation than they are. I don't know about hey, numbers that. Don't, numbers, numbers don't lie, bro. Numbers don't I lie. I wouldn't want to coach Denver right now, would you? Denver's 11-6. and six. New York is 3-13. and 13. Numbers don't lie. Denver's in a better spot right now, period. And they're in a tougher conference. They're healthy. That doesn't mean nothing. Tyson Chandler had when, an when injury everybody when they healthy, got him. New York was Tyson number Chandler had an injury history when they Denver was not. Amari had Denver bad news when the they got him. the playoffs. But they, they made these moves with, and got guys who were injury-prone when they got them. It wasn't like they got there and then got hurt. Tyson Chandler had been getting hurt. Amari Stoudemire had been getting hurt. This is bad management. Oh, don't get me wrong. So how do you get out from all the way back to New York bad management with Zach Randolph contract, Stephon Marbury, Eddie Curry, Steve Francis. Yeah. You know, I, you, right, I the list goes on. Bad and that's where, but Melo's right, and so what contract. I'm saying is, I'm and not saying Melo's a bad contract. I'm saying he's your only valuable asset. And that's why and I draw might the line. Anyway. He, and he might leave anyway. You so what I'm saying is you, you got to get Rolls Royce for him. Mercedes, Benz, and BMWs, you don't get rid of your best Rolls Royce. You get rid of your – If your Rolls Royce, if, if the repo man is coming to get it in, in a couple months, you sell that bad boy. <laughs> you sell that bad boy. <laughs> the, New York Knicks has, the New York Knicks has the most lucrative TV deal in history. That Rolls Royce is staying parked. They still will have that, but he's going to L.A. That's the, that's what I'm saying. Carmelo is not staying. Carmelo sees Carmelo sees the writing on the wall. He knows Amari's knees are garbage. He knows Tyson is on the wrong side of thirty. Now that so what I'm saying is you got a guy who's gonna you got a guy who's gonna opt out. You got a guy who's gonna opt out anyway. You're the Knicks. You got to trade him and get whatever you get is more than zero. Because he's leaving now, at the end of the season. That's the real thing you ever said. I, I texted my buddy earlier. He said, Melo got to think about leaving. I said, Melo, I said, L.A. is looking real good to Melo right now. I'd love to see Melo and Kobe together. And so that's why I'm saying the Knicks got a trainer. Because he's gone. And you're going to be standing there with Amari a, a with some bad knees, Tyson Chandler on the wrong side of 30, Raymond Felton is your point guard, and nothing. You can't be, you can't be left like that if you're the Knicks. Who are you going to train them for? Give me a give me a you, reasonable you, solution on who you would give Carmelo Anthony to somebody for. I don't know what you would get for him. You, I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't jumped on the trade machine and seen what I could get for Carmelo. But what I'm saying is, anything is better than nothing, given that he's going to walk. Because it's not working. It's not going to work in New York for him or the franchise. It's not going to work. It's not working out, and he knows that, and he's going to bounce. 
And so if you don't need that bounce, you're not moving while you can. Otherwise, you're sitting there with nothing. And, and what I'm saying is, and this is why I think it's very important what you said. And, and we're not saying that Camaro is not a great player, but I'm saying to be where it, it's team winning. Because as an individual player, he's got greatness. But if you look at Kobe's uh, assist, uh, no, uh, don't go, don't uh, give me Kobe. Bro. You can't, you can't say Kobe. Because if Kobe was in the situation, the Knicks are stuck too. If Kobe was in the situation, the Knicks would be bad too. I, I, I don't, I don't think so. Same game. Melo is a better rebounder. Same game. No, no, but but Kobe historically gives up that rock. The reason why I use Kobe for that reason is that Kobe stands when he needs to no, get the rock. No, he don't. No, he don't. That's why he signed that big contract. I gotta interject. He signed that big contract because he don't get it. He signed that big contract because he don't get it. I have to interject. Two point five assists tells you all you need to know. It's a black hole. I, I, I'm it's, not the leader of the show. I, I, I'm a guest. Go ahead, Justin. We got our special guest on. Let's let Justin, have, let's let Justin give us his insight. What you got, Justin? I'm not the leader of the show. I, I'm going to be respectful. I'm, I, I feel like out of the three of us, I'm Kobe's number one fan. Uh, I got a lot to say about his contract and how I think you guys are going to approach it. However, Kobe's never cared about assist. Kobe's never cared about anybody else other than Kobe. Exactly. Kobe ran Shaq out of town. Kobe, <laughs> exactly. Kobe, I, I, I understand, Kobe, but his stat, he gave the rock. He was my four assist a game. Exactly. That's why Kobe got that deal. Kobe won't well, Kobe go get paid. Kobe is Kobe, Kobe. Kobe going Kobe. Kobe going Kobe. Kobe going Kobe. Legacy, and he wants his money. Exactly. Nothing else. That's what he wants. He wants all. He like, wants to be the all-time. Kobe's the opposite. Anybody you could. He's the exact opposite. I mean, anybody you could say is. Oh my God. Look. <laughs> I'm really at a loss for words, but I don't understand how D. Wills could even say Kobe not about that. I used it. I used it as an example of somebody who loves to shoot the ball. He still averaged four assists. He loves to shoot four. Never seen a shot. Kobe gonna average twenty shots a game when he get back off. I'm saying over his career, he averaged four assists, almost assists more. What I'm saying is, to play the game, we all know if we watch the game, when you are a superstar, you have to have the ability to make things happen out of the double team. I say Melo doesn't. When you watch him, that's why his teams don't play well, because he doesn't leverage his ability to score to create shots they, for other They will. They will. Kobe spent his career passing out of double teams to Shaq. The best. No, nah, but she ain't played with Shaq for a while. Hear me out. Hear me out. When the last time he played Shaq? He won three Hear me out. Two steps to Shaq. I'm sorry, Paul Gasol. I'm sorry, Paul Gasol. Andrew Bynum. He 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 passed out of double teams to three of the top twenty centers we've seen in this decade. But y'all just said he didn't care about nothing but Kobe. I'm saying that he, he doesn't pass the ball. He, he doesn't. You mean if you're you the mean best player in the game that we've seen in our decade, past Michael Jordan, and you only have a score assist, that should tell you. All right, all right, all right. I, I, I want to stop the conversation. I'm going to stop you guys. I'm going to stop you guys for a second. Because we got about 10 minutes left. We got about 10 minutes left. All right. I want to stop the conversation. We got about 10 minutes left. I want to stop that 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 direction of the conversation. But I do want to ask. 
What do you guys think of Kobe's contract? I want to let D. Wills go, then I want Justin to go in. We got five minutes, fellas. We got five minutes. Why he get to go first? Me and you been going. He kind of been he kind of be on the, he kind of been chilling in the cut. So I got to bring him into the fold, and I'm going to let y'all go, and I'm going to step back. All right? I'm going to step back. I got to call the play. I got to make sure I get everybody involved. All right? I got to make sure I get everybody involved. <laughs> I'm, I'm over here ready to hit, the, hit this shot out there. After saying all that, it was selfish. <laughs> you know, you can't tell me you want to win. It is about winning. When you're going to eat up the possibility of getting, you know, at least two max players to play with you. You leave like $8 million on the table. You get paid on the market. You probably don't get anywhere from 12 to 15. And the most teams you ever play for is the Pelicans. And you're going to eat up all that contract looking at your roster, talking about winning championship, looking at playing teams like San Antonio. All these teams are getting better, and you're getting older. But I understand at the end of the day, he got to get his money. It's probably the last deal he's going to get, but it's not going to lead to a championship. Yeah, he can put 25 and whatever all up on his Twitter account. And I'm, I'm the kind of cat that could hang with Kobe and like Kobe. But from a basketball kind of standpoint, that wasn't a winning contract. The other thing he said a lot about the Lakers. See, that's that Hollywood stuff. That's the stuff that Justin was talking about, sexy. Sexy going to get y'all back in the dark ages. Sexy going to have you, sexy going to have you sexy on Hollywood Boulevard. With the way this team gonna look after you try to replace this team, this team is in shambles. It's gonna have you with implants and, and duck lips. It's gonna have you with implants yeah, and duck lips. Yeah, look at look, you know, sixty years old weed. trying to look twenty four. Sixty years old trying you know? to look twenty four. No, that's all. That's all I got. Not a good one. You know, your take on Kobe's contract. Try, try to get Kobe's contract. Forget that. Yeah. You better, you better, you better send him. You should have sent him away like, uh, like Pujols. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. Blasphemous and disrespectful. Look, look, look at the successes in the history. You're gonna be talking like that. Look, look, you, you in court in Atlanta. Like the, only, the, only, the, only, the, the, the only player, when they talk about statistics, the only person to have this kind of Achilles injury and come back and make the All Star team. But Dominic Wilkins in your neighborhood. Atlanta Hawks. I know it very well. But he, didn't, win, but he, but he didn't but but he didn't win nothing. But guess what? <laughs> and and with the West getting better, you mean to tell me with that roster they gonna be even be O K City and O K City ain't even the best team out there. I'm leaving it alone. Whose turn is it for the question? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Justin, turn is it is it your for turn. the question? It is your turn, Justin. I feel like it's my turn. I, like PT's gonna feel like I'm the one that's provoking the the the. the <laughs> well, he's not inconsistent of the show. He's not here. He's not here. You do your thing. You with us. Man, he Don't tells me well about it when he's not here. So I want to keep my spot <laughs> on the show. So I'll, I'll, good, I'll, I'll, I'll say that with a grain of salt. But I will I will go back through a little list that I, I'm reviewing at the moment. And there's a list of LeBron James, Kevin Garnett. Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, and Chris Paul. Can any of you two uh, sports enthusiasts and analysts tell me what those guys have in common? Who's on That's the list? question. Who's on the list? LeBron, KD, uh-huh. Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Chris Paul. 
They're well, all, let me all... make it easy for you. Let me <laughs> make it easy for you. <laughs> they were all NBA first team last year. You're telling me you're not going to pay an all NBA first team talent $25 million? And, and he deserves 30 or more? Why wouldn't you pay this guy? Because of an injury? Because he's on the other side of 30. That was a rhetorical question. It didn't require a response. It was rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. Go. Now, you got it. Go. So in addition to his, his current production, because all you can go on what he's done most recently, you have to look at what he's done in the past. Multiple first teams, multiple all-stars, multiple championships, five to be exact, second most out of any other great player. This dude, has, he's brought the Bus family over five billion, not million, billion with a B in revenue over his 17-year tenure with the company. You've got to pay, you've got to reward a guy. You telling me if you don't wear it on past performance. You Let don't pay people for past me, performance. We Let know that. Let me finish. Let me finish. Tim Duncan took ten million last year, and guess where it got him? Short of a championship. If Kobe takes ten million, and the Lakers as a management, which I don't feel he trusts anyway, they couldn't. They could bring nobody in and just say we're just gonna ride Kobe coattails and sell tickets for Kobe until he's on his way out, and we're happy with the revenue we're getting, not the championships. So why would Kobe take less than he's worth, which he did, by the way? Why would he take $10 million? Why would he take $12 million knowing he worked 20 to 30 Not on the open market. Nobody's paying $20, $30. If the Lakers don't pay him that, you think somebody else will pay him that money? Absolutely. Nope. Absolutely. I, I say no. Nobody Minnesota would have nobody. jumped to pay that man 20. With Kevin Love, Ricky Rubio, and Kevin Love, they'll sell out every night. There's no cap room for that. He, all he has is like maybe the Bobcat. All he got to do is pay the luxury tax. You don't think Mikhail Pokerich wouldn't wouldn't have shipped uh, Joe Johnson off for Kobe? That's different. Uh, it's all about the luxury tax. Yeah, he's just the basketball version of uh, of our good friend down in Dallas, you know, a lot Snyder. of hype. You know, no, 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 he's Snyder. He's Snyder from uh from Washington. That's who he is. He's you guys aren't looking at this thing objectively. You don't get rid of uh, a first ballot Hall of Famer, first team All NBA guy in his most recent season over a couple million. You can still get another max player. You telling me Kobe's not a good second max player? He didn't sign that be second. Right. They pay he another guy you don't pay a second million, max player twenty four million dollars. <laughs> you don't play a second max guy twenty four mil. What does D Ray right? get? Damn near twenty. You play a guy twenty four mil to be an all NBA performer. And Kobe's that. He's, he's he's never proven not to be. And so this is Kobe, my point, though. What, what I'm not talking about the Lakers. I'm not what talking about the Lakers. Get paid? Does anybody know? I don't have an what issue. What is salary? I don't know. I don't have an issue with the Lakers paying him. I don't have an issue with the Lakers paying him. I have an issue with him wanting that money. So if you're trying you to say, say he's I, immortal, I at this point, at this point, because it laid it out. It laid it out. Hear me out. Hear me out. No, no, no. I gave you a chance. I gave you a chance. I want my time. I want my time. 
this is the this is the thing that it laid out. And it laid it out perfectly, real smooth and obvious for people to see. Alright? Every Kobe's legend is built upon this win first killer instinct. If I'm win first killer instinct, I'm not taking twenty four mil when I know I need help at this point in my career. He knows that. He knows that. He can still get help. He can't get the help he's gonna need to beat Miami. My thing is this. My thing is this. You give me ten million and then you don't give me no help, I'm broke without no championships. Why not take the bird in the hand and, and be rich and try my best as me as the star guy? Knowing that that's I've always been thing. the star guy. That's not kid. That's not win first though. That's me first. I, I think it's what I've always said about Kobe. That much is what I've always said about Kobe. Which is what I've always said about Kobe. Kobe wants to win because in order to winning raises elevates him. Mike wanted to Mike wanted to beat you because he wanted to win. Kobe wants to win because he wants to be like Mike. Hold on, hold on, I did mean about we go we gonna take this in overdrive, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to overdrive, overtime right now. You got to catch us on overtime to hear the rest of this. We're going to overtime. Let's keep it rolling. All right, let's keep it rolling. So we're going, this is, you're listening to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RSG, Renegade Radio, the extended version. All right, we're going into OT. All right, we're going to OT. It's not going to end in no tie. <laughs> it's not going to end in no tie. We're going to ride this out. All right. We can agree. We can agree. So what I'm saying, man, is Kobe has always been about Kobe, and we know that. And this is just another example of that. This is Kobe gone Kobe. He's going to do what he do. And, it, you know, again, people want to say that it's about the winning, it's about the championships. For him, that is a byproduct of elevating his status. Kobe wants to be the greatest of all time. He knows he needs championships to get that. If he can't get championships, he's going for the scoring title all time. That's what he's going for right now. That's what he's How trying to achieve. How can you be mad at that? How can you be mad I'm at not. that? I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying that's who he is. I'm not mad at it. I'm saying that's who he I, is. I, I want to This is, a, I wanna, this I wanna, is, this I is an example of that. Because Mike for a long time got underpaid so he could win. Mike for got $25 million to play for Washington when he was washed up after he came back from basketball. Yeah, but that he was because he knew he wasn't winning. He wasn't trying to win championships in Washington. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Colin Cowherd from ESPN has a great theory. He's like, everybody forgets Michael's flaws. They only want to praise Mike for his six championships and his relentlessness. Michael did a commercial. He missed more game-winning shots than anybody in the league over the course of his career. Michael lost several times. Because of his own performance. But nobody gives Kobe or LeBron the credit that they deserve for their successes because they're comparing them to Mike, and all they remember that Mike was 6-0 and in the NBA Finals. And you know what, though, Justin? In 10 years, all they're going to remember is the good stuff about Kobe, too. That's the way it's going to go. That's the way it goes. Give it time. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yup, that's true. I hear Kyle say that all the time, and I'm like, yeah, that's true. 
And in 10 years, people are going to say the same, all good stuff about Kobe. And they're going to say all good stuff about LeBron. That's the way it goes. Our memories reflect. That's just human nature. So like to say that Mike is somehow put up on a pedestal, so is Jim Brown. So is Bo Jackson. You know what I'm saying? So is Joe Montana. So will Peyton Manning. So will Tom Brady. If you're great now, in a couple of years, people are going to still think you were great. People are going to still people are going to view your great moment. They're going to remember the highlights. It's a highlight. So why are you giving Kobe such a hard time for taking the money he deserved? He earned it. I'm not giving him a hard time. I'm not giving him a hard time. I'm just saying it's it, it, it puts it out there that it, it, it's not about winning right now for Kobe. But it's not going to be enough to overcome those teams in the West. That's what I'm saying. So he's banking on himself, and that's great. And that's great, but it's also foolish. It's great. He's banking on himself. I don't have a problem with him banking on himself. But in the reality, in the grand scheme of things, his team is not going to be better than the teams that he's going against. Period. And that's what I that's that's the fundamental fact that I disagree with. I I would pay Kobe. It wasn't any last year, Justin. He had one of the best years in his career, and they barely were eight Let me tell you, I got him as an AC because he's coming off an Achilles injury. But next year, no, I'm saying last year. Last year they were AC, and he was healthy. Nah, but. Up until the last two weeks of the season. Dwight Howard was a, was a distraction. Right. So what's going to change? What's, what's changed about that? He doesn't, have a, he doesn't have a center as good as Dwight. Let's look at circumstances. He, he, he doesn't. Jordan Farmer is a point guard if you weren't up on what's going on with the Lakers. Jordan Farmer's out for four to six weeks with a torn hamstring. So now Steve Blake's the point guard again. Oh, yeah, that's, that, that worked out well. Nah, see, you, you're trying to play – you're trying to play situation, and you can't do that. I'm just talking about what's actually on the rock. Let me tell you. Let me just go back. Hold on. Hold on. Let's break down what happened last year. Dwight caused confusion and controversy. Oh, Paul Gasol had a torn plantar fasciitis. Steve Nash only played less than 40% of the games. Like, they didn't have a real team last year. You know how old Steve Nash is? Kobe was a first-team All-American guy. He's He's third league in scoring. And you forgot they hired Dan Tony. Dan Tony. Right. Who is not going to win you those championship games. Why should Kobe give money back? Because they hired the wrong coach. I'm not saying give money back, but even with the right coach, even with the right coach, I'm not saying give money cap because they hire but if you're talking about winning and you're talking about going up against Kevin Durant, you're talking about what Houston has, you're talking about what San Antonio has, you're talking about what Golden State has, you're talking about what Portland has, you're you looking at how these teams are emerging. You're talking about what uh, the Clippers have. This is just in the West. You know, emerging don't mean none. How many times have teams been emerging and they haven't come through? In but, the end but, of but, emerging, but, they haven't come through yet. But, but all those teams are defending. Right now, as we speak, the Lakers are defending. Yo, I like the Lakers. With a healthy Kobe Bryant, I like the Lakers to to shock. Over San Antonio? No, no, no. They won't be San Antonio. They won't be San Antonio. The Lakers will be Oklahoma City. They even make the playoffs. Are they going to be Oklahoma City? No. 
They not big. Nah, you know that. Got now, nobody in the draft. You, you got nobody not this year, year, but maybe next. You about to get your Depending card. on who they get in the draft. Each year, he and you. So they going to the lottery? So they going to the lottery. And, 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 and free agency. You, you guys are discrediting the Lakers' ability to bring in free agents. The Lakers, Kevin Love the only guy, and Carmelo Anthony want to play for the Los Angeles Lakers. You give me Kobe. Right, but, right, but Kobe just took $24 million. Doesn't matter. With a $50 million cap. Doesn't matter. The cap is at 50. The they cap is at the luxury. Don't worry about that. They can't even sign the dudes. They have to do a sign and trade. They ain't going to have nobody under contract. They can get Melo in free agency, and they can re-sign Powell because they own Powell's rights already. I like that what? threesome better than, like, a lot of other guys' threesomes. Come on. And then what? And then what they going to put around You that? don't like Kobe Powell, A bunch of no? bargain bin, a bunch of bargain bin, ancillary pieces that ain't going to fit. That's what Miami got. But they got – but, see, Miami has the unifier. Right? They got the galvanizer named LeBron. He brings it together because he does so much. And they got the Adonis. They got Neo. They got Neo. All right? Kobe's not Neo. Carmelo's not Neo. (laughs) Fuck it. He's Usher. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to use that language. Usher taught Neo. (laughs) Kobe's not Neo. It's just not how it goes. I mean, he's a great player, but what he does, he, he's not making other dudes. He's not going to be able to take. Uh, he, he's not. He's not going to be able to take uh, spaghetti and turn it into a seven-course meal. He's not going to be able to do that. He's not going to take a box of rice. Again, LeBron won 64 games with his second best player with Mo Williams. He got Mo Williams to an All-Star game. But Williams ain't and even he went to the All Star. He ain't even went to All Star Weekend since. They ain't even invited Williams to All Star festivities. All right. <laughs> I agree with that. Surprise. I agree with that. I agree with that. No, that. That's the difference between what Miami did and what Miami is doing, and what the Lakers will try and do. I would like to have LeBron and Powell as a threesome. I, I could see Melo LeBron and Powell will be awesome, but that's not going to happen. Melo, Kobe, and Powell will happen, and that will be good. Now, they'll be good, but they ain't winning okay. We'll see. Because I, like, I like Indiana to beat Miami this year. Shock the world. That's a whole other that's a, that's story. That's a whole different situation, though. That's chemistry. That's a team coming together. That's a team that fits. That's a, different, that's a whole different – that's a team that fits. Where the no, pieces make that's sense a star together. in the making in Paul George. I, 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 I got, that's I not got even a star in the making. That's a star. The league is the MVP that's candidate this year. That's a star. I got, a, I got him as my keeper on my fantasy team. That's my G. <laughs> that's my guy. So, so not to change the subject, but I know we are after hours and we we running late. But I got Paul George as my early MVP candidate. What you think about I'm that? I'm in on that. I'm in on that. I'm in on that. Put me down. Put me down for twenty on that. I'm in on that. I'm in on that. I got okay, I mean, one. LeBron, LeBron is doing what he's doing. LeBron is doing what he's doing. He's doing his LeBron thing. But again, Paul has taken his game. I was talking talk to my brother about this. Uh, last year, Paul George thought he was good. He went out and tried to see how good he was. This year, Paul George knows he's a beast. And he's going out yeah. to prove he's a beast every night. It's a different mentality with that dude right now, man. 
is a different mentality. And I look at his numbers. I look at his box score every night on my because he's on my fantasy team, and I see what this cat does on a nightly basis. So I'm following that team, and he's killing people. <laughs> he, he does he more than LeBron people. because he's asked to do more. And yeah. I, I think that that boasts well for him, and I, I think that he improved so much year over year that's like wow, like yeah, he he's emerged and here he is. And again, I got him over Melo. I got Melo at the fourth best small forward, and I, I want Melo to be first. Oh Durant, okay, got it. I got Durant. I got I, I'm sorry. I got LeBron, Durant, PG, then Melo. Yeah. I'm not, I can't, I'm not arguing with that. I'm not arguing with that at all. I'm not arguing with Paul George, early season MVP, full show. Um, I got I got no – you're not going to get no debate from me. I'm in on the Paul George bandwagon, man. That, that brother's bad. He's got, he's got the game. Um, yeah. So, but the, the Lakers situation, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, Kobe can get his money. I ain't mad at him for getting money. I ain't never going to be mad at no man for getting money, especially an athlete. You only got a certain amount of time to, to capitalize on your athletic ability. All I'm saying is is that it's a definitive indicator of where his mind is at right now. That's all. Would you he take $10 million not knowing what your organization is going to give you then why in return? Stay? Then why stay? If you're huh? trying to win, why stay? If you're trying to win, why stay? If you know they're not there, if you know the organization can't win. team for your entire 20-year career to win five championships in 20 years, which nobody else has done other than Magic Johnson. But he's not going to win a championship because he don't trust his organization. He already got his five. He good. He still has the ability to win one, even if he does or doesn't. He still won five. Who can sneeze at five? You can't. I mean, his 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 legacy is set in stone. So tell me, I take ten. I'm 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 Kobe. I take ten, and my team and 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 the organization brings me nothing in return. But are you hurt? I got no championships. They don't foreclose the house. Nor do I have my money. (laughs) What do you? What do you? Hold on. I'm sorry. I know what D wheels work. Where do you work? Game changer. Where do you work? Where do you work? I work for the Madison Metropolitan School District. <laughs> and they, they offer you 500000 right now, but you got a shitty step. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You got a. Uh, uh, Come on, uh, man. I don't know what you Uncooperative This is what PAD going to get you. This, That's what it's going to get me because you guys got me worked up. You, you got an uncooperative <laughs> staff, and they're going to pay you 500000 are you going to take 400000 in a cooperative staff, or are you going to yep. take your five and run? Quality of life, baby. Quality of life. <laughs> yes. You ever <laughs> worked in a school, you don't want a staff that's not cooperative. <laughs> it's not worth it. You know what? Grams, I'm huh? like Kobe. You Give got kids my money. and the staff is on the office, and nobody on the same page. That's no good, bro. That's no good. You go, you, you, know you what? might as well. I'm like Kobe. Might... Give me my money. Nah, Give my I, money. I need that I money on my money. I to become winners. I leave I I I'll leave that money on the table and walk away. I, that's a different. That's a whole different business, though. That's a whole different field. It's, it's so a different it, mentality. It, 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 sports is different. Yeah, sports is different. Sports is different. We, but we in that situation, yeah. But again, I, again, I don't, I don't, I don't blame Kobe. But again, it says how he feels about the organization. It says about how where his mind is at around the situation. It does. I disagree. I, mean, I think I think it, it says a lot about where his mind is at. His mind is that he's going to come back the player that he was, and I think it's going to. He feels like, you know, I'm Kobe Bryant. 
I can be exactly. That's my point. A first team All American and the first team All NBA guy should get my point. Kobe gonna Kobe. Kobe gonna Kobe. His greatest gift is his biggest curse is that he loves himself. He believes in himself to no end. Even when it don't Man, make sense, do he believes in himself. If if I if I can guarantee you a first team All NBA ballot performer, would you not pay me twenty five million? But you can't because that's what he was. That's not what he is. That's, that's what, what he, he was. was. That's, that's what he was last year. That's what he did last year. Why would you think he's not going to do it again? Because of an injury? Because he's, he's, he's never been injured. He's never been injured. As Devon said, father time is undefeated. The guy yeah, only can't can challenge him is B-Hop. <laughs> Chris Paul towards ACL. He came back a brand new player. Chris Paul towards ACL. Came back a brand new player. Who's that? Chris Paul. But these, those are young cats coming back as young players. Chris Paul did that when he was back. 26. He didn't do that when he was 37. Look at Steve Nash. Steve Nash, when he, was in Phoenix, when he was in Phoenix, it looked like Steve Nash he played for another five or six years. Soon as he left, Steve Nash he turned 38, 39. All right, so you, wanna, you don't want to compare uh, – who did you not want to compare earlier? Uh, you can't compare – Kobe. Steve Nash to Kobe Bryant. Can't do it. I'm talking about age, man. I'm talking about age. 39 is 39, bro. You know what? Only time will tell. I would love to, to, you know, three years from now, I'll tell you how Bradley Beal was not who you thought he was. I'd love to tell you. (laughs) Hold on now. I'd love to tell you how Kobe proved you wrong. But it, it takes time when we have debates like this. It, of it takes time. You know, some, I started to email right you. away, and some got to marinate. It, it takes time. I should have emailed you when James Harden defensive woes started haunting Houston, as great of an offensive player as he is. But I got so many things in the archives I want to send to you. Like, it's too much right now. See, well, I, never, we, 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 I never said James Harden was a defensive stalwart. All I said was he was a, he was one of the, he was the second best two guard in the league. And y'all act like I said, you know what I'm saying? He he was best two guard all time. You basically called him Michael Jordan, but we're not gonna go there. I did. It's late. It's late. <laughs> I did not. I did not. I did not. I said he's better than ISO Joe. I said he was better than Eagle Dollar. I saw Joe is carrying Brooklyn right now. <laughs> yeah, not very far, though. <laughs> what what, 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 what <laughs> hey, hey, gentlemen, hey, gentlemen. Hey, gentlemen, I'm going to intervene. grandparents' age. Hey, gentlemen, I'm going to intervene. I'm going to intervene. I'm going to say we do have to pay some bills because we do need to get that dog of the weekend and as we wrap up the overtime. So, game well, changer, you're going to need to transition us. Yeah, so let's hit him off with the Resistance Digital Dog of the Week. Make sure you check out our boy, LR. He's going to be hosting the show next week in place of me. He's going to be here, Resistance Digital. Make sure you check him out. Get all your digital needs met at a low price. They will not try to upsell you on technology that you don't need. Hit up the man, LR, at resistancedigital.com. They'll get you hooked up. Boom, Dog of the Week. PhD, who's your Dog of the Week? I'm sorry, PhD in here. D. Wills, who's your Dog of the Week? I'm thinking of next week. My, my my dog of the week is Seattle defense, holding a high-powered mm. New Orleans offense to 188 total yards, just thorough beat down 
uh, of a, a, a very good team, you know, they they they're gonna be they're gonna be a, a formidable force um, going towards the playoffs. All right, Justin, who's your dog of the week? My dog of the week is in my uh, what do you call it? in my in my coloring box. My my worm of thinking. I got to go with Tim Duncan and mm. the the performance he put out last night. The game winner against my Atlanta Hawks. The first 20-20 guy over the age of 37 years old, Tim Duncan showed us everything that he, he's known for. i got to give Tim Duncan my dog of the week with 23 points, 21 rebounds just last night. All right. And so for my dog of the week, I'm going with the Auburn Tigers, the whole team, all right, for pulling off a major upset. But also, well, no matter what happens, They've done what every every team wants to do. They put themselves in a position to control their own destiny. Whether they win or lose from here on out, whether they play in a national championship, it's totally up to them. If they win out, then they got as good a shot as anybody playing the national title. That's all you ask for as a coach, as a team, is to be able to control your own destiny. So hats off to the Auburn Tigers. Um, they got they got lucky. They made it happen. They made a play when they needed to. That's what it's all about. So. We're signing off here. Uh, my man Justin Page, my man D. Wills, RSG, the Renegades. We'll hit you next week. Larry Randall will be joining us. I'll be out. PhD will be back. Take it easy. Take care. Be well. Be blessed. Peace. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.